Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome along to the Match Day Wrap Show. And thanks to those of you listening at home on the Optus Sport Football Podcast as well. We have just concluded another dramatic day in the Women's World Cup. Day 7 is complete. We have seen teams get through to the round of 16. And we have also seen teams exit before the end of the group stage. Please say I'm joined by two former Matildas, Ash Sykes and Kath Canuli. Firstly, we are recording this. We are speaking just moments after the Republic of Ireland have seen their first ever World Cup come to an end, losing to Canada. How will they be feeling in these moments? I think they'll be feeling a little bit disappointed. We can see on the screen here they're in a huddle. There's a few disappointed faces, maybe some tears. There we go. Katie McCabe wears her heart on her sleeve, doesn't she? And, and this whole squad has put their, a lot into this tournament. They'd be feeling pretty emotional right now. It's always an emotional time when you come to a tournament and you know that it's over. But I really think that they should be proud of what they've achieved and to come here and, and to put on a great show. They never just sat back. They, they took the game to, to Australia. They took the game to Canada tonight. And, you know, they've got big credit to all those girls. They've done super, super well in, in this journey. They've, they've played really well. They cannot be, you know, hang their heads in shame at all. They've lost two games by one goal. Uh, both of them, they've been fantastic. Yeah, real progress to them, of course, as well. As I said before, their first ever opportunity on the world stage. So I'm sure eventually they'll look back with pride. And it started so well for them this evening. The fastest goal so far at this World Cup inside four minutes. We'll take a look at the wonder strike in a moment, Kath. But the build-up as well from Ireland was impressive. It showed intent. Super impressive. They... they uh you know, regained possession of the ball from Canada. They knew where they were targeting them down in those those wide areas. And then again, just a dangerous ball into in behind there. And, and here, you know, she's getting to the ball first. It wasn't meant to be. But then this corner here from Katie McCabe, she knew exactly what she was doing. A beautiful <laughs> Olympico by Katie McCabe. And, you know, what a great strike from her. And again, we didn't speak enough about her technical ability on the ball. And the way she can hit a ball is fantastic. What an asset to have in your team, someone that can give. We saw her delivery in the Ireland-Australia game, but this is next level, isn't it? It's so dangerous from set pieces to have this weapon. Doesn't need anyone else in the team. She can do it herself. Yeah, we've seen both sides of Katie McCabe and the two main skills that she has. We've seen the passion, the tenacity. We've also seen her technique and her skill in these two games so far. We have. She's, she's an all-rounder and we've seen her do it time and time again in the WSL and she's really stepped up here for Ireland. She's been the leader. She's leading from the front. and You know, she can defend, she can attack. She's got the full package, which is great for her. It did look as if Ireland were going to go in at the break with the lead, but it was late heartbreak just before they went down that tunnel. In the fifth minute of added time, a Megan Connolly own goal. This will have been so painful for her. It would have been so deflating, I think is the right word. It was such, it was tough conditions by this point. The rain had been pelting down for a little while. It's slippery, the ball's been put into the mixer. There's bodies everywhere. She's just trying to do her best to defend. But again, we see a ball that comes in that's difficult for defenders to defend. If you have to start running back towards your goal and try and clear it the opposite way, these sorts of things happen. 
Yeah, and at the start of the second half, Brosnan was called into action really early as well, was it? She said at half-time, just after we'd seen this Megan Connolly equaliser, they needed to build on it, and Canada needed to show more intent, and they did that. They sure did. You know, they made a lot of uh, great changes at, at half-time, and, you know, we, we talk about game changes, and, and this is what happens in... The, football's a game of two halves, and it's unfortunate when you do cop that goal at so late in the mm. second half. When you go into the sheds and it's 1-0 and you're 1-0 up, it's a big difference there as well. This is the winner from Adriana Leon. And we can see what it means to her, but I can't mark out what I like more, Ash, in this. The ball in from Schmidt or the finish from Leon. It's a great first touch from Leon here. Gets her just past the defensive line in a spot that she can, you know, finish um, past the keeper there. We heard her speaking about what it means um, pre-game to represent her country with her nonna uh, when she won the gold medal for, for Canada. And, you know, she'd be super pleased to be able to do this on the next biggest stage, the World Cup. How good was it with Schmidt? She comes on in the second half and, and makes such an impact. That ball was pinpointing into the box there for Leon. And the way she gets herself in between those two defenders to actually get, get in front to actually get that ball. And then the, the desire, the, mm -hmm. the way that she wanted, you could see the hunger in her face to actually get on that and put that ball in the back of the net. Ireland did keep going and Katie McCabe was determined to try and make her mark on the game for the second time. This was a wonderful chance. And once again, McCabe at her best. Unbelievable to be able to do the, this to two great footballers on the pitch. And, you know, we've seen her time and time again being able to cut in there and get on her left foot. She just couldn't get the, the foot in right there. But to do that to two quality defenders there, she's just taken the absolute mickey there. And she's done an amazing job. And you could see as the game started to stretch out, you could see that she was carrying this island team. She was trying to take things into her own hands. And that just goes to show her individual ability in that moment. That's it. It means so much for her to be on this world stage. She's trying to drag the team along <laughs> with her. And not to say the rest of the team were, you know, ba bad at all, but that's the sort of leader she is. She's like, all right, I'm going to go out and do this mm. myself. And she's got that attacking ability to, you know, I think it was three players she beat there on the way to getting the shot away. It's a very good effort. Well, she is a winner, isn't she, of course, playing her trade in the WSL with Arsenal. But it wasn't to be for the Republic of Ireland tonight. It was Canada's evening, and in particular, it was Adriana Leon's. Let's hear from the match winner now. A huge win today against Ireland. You guys come away with the full three points. What can you say about your team's performance? Um, I think Gutsy kind of, you know, sums it up pretty well. I think, you know, we did weren't off to the best start. First half wasn't great from us, but we pulled together in the second half and came out a lot quicker and, and better and uh, got the three points. It seemed like a completely different team in that second half. What was the message at half? Yeah, I mean, I think we just needed to get on the ball a little bit more and, and live on it and, uh, you know, bring our confidence, show that confidence and, and make things happen. And that's what we did. For you, you came up with a huge goal and you told me about the adversity you faced, the injuries you faced, even the changing of pro teams. When you had that fist pump after putting it in the back of the net, what was going through your mind? I mean, just, you know, really happy to put that ball in the back of the net and, uh, you know, I took my chance and... And sometimes you only get one chance a game, and I'm glad I put it away. This win puts you in a great position in your group now. What's the emotions as you prepare for Australia, the hosts? Yeah, we'll definitely look to grow from here and, and you know, come out even stronger the next game and get the another three points. Congratulations on the win. Thanks. Yeah, you can see just how much that means to Adriana Leon. These are the match stats at full time. Then in terms of attempts on goal and on target, relatively even past completion from Canada a little bit better. But Ireland did run that little bit further. Perhaps no surprise, 
to see. In fact, no, it wasn't. Fouls against Republic of Ireland was 10. I was going to say that they'd made more fouls, but let's not bring that up again from the Matildas game. A word on Adriana Leon, because she's had a difficult time. We saw her pre-match when she was talking about her grandma, how much she wishes she was here to see what she was doing on the world stage. She's had injuries and she's had a difficult season at club level as well. She has had a difficult season at club level uh, from on loan from Manchester United to Portland Thorns. Still didn't get that much game time there and that loan spell's ended now. You know, and to be honest, I had my reservations about her. She didn't have a great first game, had a nervy start to the tournament and struggled to get into the game. Tonight, she proved her worth. She shows why she's in the team and, and gets that goal from one chance, like she said. And as we know, if you're not playing regularly, it's really, really hard to come into a tournament and have that confidence. And that's probably why she looked at, you know, the low move out to Portland looking for that game time because it's super important that you do have that comfortability coming into a tournament and having those game minutes under your belt. I think she showed in that goal, though, that when you're a goal scorer, you never really lose your instinct. She knew where the back of the net was in that moment. Let's head back over to Perth, and I'm hoping the conditions have got a little bit better for our reporter, Michelle Escobar. Michelle, a word on the Irish fans. They have kind of taken over Australia and New Zealand during this tournament, and they never lost their voices tonight, did they? That's right, Kelly. They have been so vocal, especially throughout this match. They were really the 12th person here. They were trying to get their side very, very, very pumped, even when they were down. 2-1, they were still screaming out, go Ireland, come on Ireland. They were... When the Irish players came around here after the game, they were still cheering for them. You know, this is their first World Cup, so they were still ecstatic with the performance from the Irish girls. Yeah, you were telling us at the break that Bev Priestman seemed on edge over the 90 minutes. What was it, what was it like watching her at close quarters? Yes, she very much was, and so was Vera Paul. Both of those coaches were in their technical areas the entire match, very much on edge. But as I started approaching to come down towards the end of the match, I, I saw that she she looked far more relieved uh, as, as the match was heading towards the end. And, and you could tell that with those celebrations that it was a massive weight off her shoulders because, you know, Canada were on the point of, of being in a very difficult position and they got themselves out of it. They did indeed. We're seeing them celebrate with their fans at full time. Now, Michelle, thank you so much. Go and get yourself inside into the warm because it looks like it has been a very wet and windy evening over in Perth this evening. So from the highs of hearing from Adriana Leon before, let's now hear from, I'm sure we saw on the pitch just how inconsolable the island captain Katie McCabe was. Katie, I realise you're disappointed, but you have a moment, a historic moment, the first Irish goal at a Women's World Cup. Yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Um, of course, it's nice to score um, and get us off to a good start, but it's the results that matter um, in this game and at this level um, and these type of tournaments. I'm just heartbroken for the girls because I felt like we deserved so much more from the game. Um, yeah, first half, the amount of chances we created, the way we controlled the game, was that the best first half we played? Yeah, I think we took a lot of positives from that second half against Australia. Um, decided to be more confident and back ourselves a bit more going forward. We know we have the quality and the pace as well, especially on the flanks. Um, so we wanted to start the game with a lot of, a lot of energy, um, get in Canada's face as much as possible and put them under a lot of pressure. Um, and I felt we did that. Um, it's just about capitalising on those moments then as well. The equaliser when it came, five minutes into added time in the first half. Did that just take the wind out of your sails? Yeah, I mean, 
leave it at that. I think we, we, we felt like we were in control. It was unfortunate with the deflection. I don't know whether it hit off Megan Connolly or not. I've not watched the back, but um, yeah, it's a sucker punch just before half time, getting so close. It would have been nice to go in at 1 0, but even then, we, we felt in the second half we could push for another goal. and See, they scored then. And you had an amazing dribble inside the box. Yeah. I thought if you went down there, you'd have had a penalty. Nah, I wouldn't have went down. I think, like, obviously, if there was a bit of contact, but I thought the, the, the goal would have opened up for me. Um, and I think I, I think a Canadian defender got in the way of it. Yeah. How proud are you of your team? Honestly, to, to captain these girls is an absolute honour and an absolute privilege. Um, leading them out against Australia, of course, for the first game, but this as well, and how we put a performance in, the girls stepping up, the young, young players like Larko coming in, that's the future of this team, and I'm honestly just so proud of each and every single one of them, staff included, it's a joint effort, and we've done so much to get here, and now it's about pushing on, and we know the level now, we've, we've had experience at tournaments, and we're going to be hungry for more, and against Nigeria, we want to end this tournament on a high, and give the fans something to cheer about, because they were absolutely immense all, all game. As you were. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Yeah, plenty of reasons for the Irish to be optimistic despite their tournament coming to an end after that 2-1 defeat to Canada in Perth this evening. We are going to take a quick break on Optus Sport, but before we go, don't forget, it's an absolutely huge day of football once again in the Women's World Cup tomorrow. It all gets underway at 10.30am Eastern because, of course, it's USA versus the Netherlands. There is another game and then it will all conclude with the big one, the Matildas, back in action tomorrow night. Tomorrow on Off The Sport, huge games ahead. 10am Eastern, a replay of the 2019 World Cup final. The USA face Netherlands. 4.30 Eastern, Portugal play Vietnam. 6.30pm, it's the Matildas. Live from Brisbane, they take on Nigeria. And remember, 8am, get all the pre-match goss on daily kickoff. It's all right here on Optus Sport. Hello and welcome back to Optus Sports post-match review show. We have reviewed some of today's action and now we're going to look ahead to Thursday. And of course, there is only one place we can start. Australia back in action against Nigeria. Mark Schwarzer and Amy Chapman have been following their journey so far. And Mark, the Matildas now know after tonight's game exactly what they need to do. Yes, we know if Australia win, they are through to the knockout stages. However, it's been made that little bit more difficult with the fact that Mary Fowler and Ivor Lewick are both out of this game. How big a loss are they? Yeah, another last-minute challenge for the Matildas and Tony Gustafsson. And Mary Fowler, she, she is a game-changer. We saw her score the winner against that friendly... Sorry, the friendly against France leading into this tournament. So that's a big miss. On top of the miss of Sam Kerr as well, I think um, you'll have to start relying heavily on other players to step up. So who replaces Mary Fowler? Is it only her that gets replaced or do they also tactically maybe change something? I think perhaps a formation change we might see uh, just to play to the strengths of those players who are having to, to step in. I think we'll see most likely Emily Van Egmond come in as that number 10. She can, she's got great aerial dominance, really composed on the ball and um, is very comfortable playing those through balls in behind for Caitlin Ford. But I think they might, as opposed to a 4-4-2, we might see them going a 4-2-3-1 with Caitlin Ford being that out-and-out -out outlet as a number nine. And Nigeria, they're very, very different to Ireland, so they're going to pose different threats. And what, what will they be for the Matildas? I think Australia will find this a more open game. Uh, Ireland really sat back. They've got a back five. They sit really compact, where Nigeria are happy to uh, be on the front foot in this game. They've got so much pace. They only play with four up the back, and they'll be looking to pinch the ball higher up and use those transition moments. OK. Can we do it? 
Absolutely. And what's, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's the score going to be? I think it's going to be a 2 0. I'm going Caitlin Ford and Courtney Vine for the winners. Well, I'm going with a 2 1 win. Back to you, Kelly. Oh, feeling optimistic there. What about you guys? Feeling as optimistic as Mark and Amy? Definitely. I think the Australia got off to the perfect start. We've got a, a great squad of players, no matter who comes in. You know, they haven't kept it as quiet this time who's injured, which is interesting. <laughs> but I think the team's going to do very well. I actually agree with Amy, 2 0. It's going to be a tough game. I think we'll get an edge on Nigeria. I think we can't look too far ahead, though. I think we've got to take every little step as it comes and, and make sure that we're fully prepared coming into it. And I just really hope that the girls are putting aside all these injuries and just looking forward to this game. Just very quickly, who do you want to come into the side? It's a tough one because I actually would be in favour of a formation change because... Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a short answer. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, a formation change. And in at 10, I mean, we're in favour of, of Chidiak, Alex okay. Chidiak coming in. I think she's been had a fantastic season, but I think everyone else is saying the inside word is um, Van Egmond, right? Yeah, there's a couple of changes that Tony Gustafsson can make. You can bring in Emily Van Egmond, you can bring in Alex Chidiak. It just depends on what way he wants to go. You know, if he wants somebody that's a little bit more experienced and has had a lot of uh, games at, at this sort of level, I think you'd go with Emily Van Egmond. Again, whether he goes on a formation change is, is very, um, you know, strategic to what he wants to do. For me, as you start to see a couple of different um, players drop off. I think you've got to look at what you've got and what are their best, best attributes moving forward going into this game. Well, I get the feeling we could probably continue this conversation about the Matildas all evening, but we have got more games to look ahead to and reflect on. But we're going to quickly flick ahead to Friday because there is a huge game between England and Denmark here in Sydney. No bias, it's a big game. We're going to now speak to Brie Holden. She was at the press conference earlier getting the inside track from an England journalist. Well, I'm here with Anton Salui from Sky Sports UK. Anton, first of all, England-Haiti, not necessarily the game we expected, <laughs> but at least a decent result for the Lionesses. Can you talk to me about the mood in camp and also back in England following that 1-0 result? I can tell you you're not an England fan because we are very much used to those kind of performances. Yeah, I think the fans back home expected more. European champions used to steamrolling teams when they last watched England in a major tournament. But the players themselves chatting to them after the game and in the last few days, they're just relieved. Job done. That was the message after the game from Serena Beekman. Go out there, get three points. We can work on the cohesiveness. Let's just go out there and win. And that's what they did. Yeah, you mentioned cohesiveness there. I mean, that was one of the biggest problems for England watching it was it seemed a little bit disjointed, yep. particularly at the back, but also a lot of the players that we know as superstars hmm. sort of struggled to shine against Haiti. How's that become, how does that get fixed? haven't scored in open play for quite a long time and scored more than two in a game for quite a long time it is a problem what is England's best front three I think that is what England need to figure out in the next few games but at the back you've got to remember Millie Bright was just coming back first game for 122 days so I think that's going to take a while for England to figure out don't expect the back line to change it's the front line there's so many goals but how they figure out that puzzle it's down to Serena Beekman. All right, well, we will find out when England take on Denmark on Friday live on Optus Sport. We will indeed. We'll have all the coverage of that one, but there is plenty more to come before then, of course, as well. Just a quick word on England, because I think probably the word that we all used to describe that performance was underwhelming. What do they need to do differently against Denmark? I think they need to just come out and stick to their processes and try and, you know, an another 1-0 win is not too bad for them. So just try and grind out a result.
I think they need to come out and really convince people that they are worthy of looking at to be world champions, to be honest. They're, they're European cha champions. They've got a lot on their shoulders. And I know that they've had a few injuries, but it's a credit to the players that have stepped in. It's now time for them to step up and shine now. It is indeed, and hopefully that happens. Okay, well, it is time for us to take a short break here, but there is plenty more to come. We will be reviewing the rest of the day's action, including two big games. Could two more teams secure their place in the round of 16? Find out after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the post-match wrap show. Zambia have been in action today and in fine voice as well. Unfortunately, it did not go as well for them on the pitch in their Group C match against Spain. They fell down by five goals to nil. Ash and Kath were both watching this one. And Spain, Ash, well, it was another masterclass for them, wasn't it? It was fantastic to watch them in full flight today, Kelly. We saw, you know, all sorts of skills. The first one was this banger by Teresa. What fantastic technique this was. What a strike. You only dream of scoring <laughs> goals like that and to be able to score that in a World Cup, you know, for me, it's just amazing to see so many different ways that, that Spain was looking at scoring tonight and they've just been unbelievable to see Pateas back in, in the mix as well, just takes them to another level and, you know, you see here Redondo, she comes off the bench and scores a brace, you know, it just shows the quality and the depth that they have in this team. How much of a difference did Pateas make today? Because I know there was a lot of excitement about seeing her. We've seen a lot of quality through throughout Spain's squad, but Pateas is just another level. Like Kath said earlier, you don't win two Ballon d'Ors for no reason. She was fantastic with her little darting runs in behind, getting on the ball. All the team so comfortable with the ball at their feet in tight areas, and she leads the way. feels like we've used the phrase statement wins, statement performances from teams so far. Have we seen two of those from Spain already? And are they emerging as early contenders? They are early contenders. They've been, you know, the favourites for a very long time. There's been a lot of big, big noise around this team. They've obviously had a lot of off-field controversy as well. And some players have now come back into this squad for this World Cup. We know what qualities they've had. We know what they can do. Not just yet can we start to say that they're World Cup contenders because really have they been tested well, they are through to the knockout stages of this year's Women's World Cup. Could Japan join them? Let's find out now. Well, spoiler, they did beat Costa Rica by two goals to nil. Japan as well starting this tournament so, so strongly. Japan's been unbelievable. Their technical ability and the way they pick off passes. It's been such a, a, a delight to watch. Again, we speak about 
this is not a fluke from this country. This is a, a plan that they've had in place for multiple years. We know that there's been a bit of a generational change in this team and to see them come out in this World Cup and, and dominate that performance, it's, it's amazing to see. What a great shot from a tight angle there by Fugino. But yeah. you know that, that now we head to Group C, the table here, and both of these teams are through to the next round already and they still haven't played each other yet, which is, will be great to watch in the next game. Yeah, what a brilliant game that will be. So Spain and Japan have made it through from Group C. Costa Rica and Zambia still without a point and that goal difference isn't looking very good either. Anyway, that wraps up another brilliant day of Women's World Cup action. But, of course, there is another one on the horizon tomorrow. It's going to be brilliant on Optus Sport. And, of course, we're going to preview it all next. Welcome back to the post-match show. Football fever has well and truly hit the capital here in New Zealand because in just a few hours' time, the USA are taking on the Netherlands. Yes, it's a repeat of the 2019 final. And as you can see here, plenty of support for Team USA. And I've actually made a couple of friends, Robert and Brian. Robert, where have you travelled from? So I live in Virginia on the East Coast in uh, Chesapeake near the ocean. So it's been a long trip over. Brian? Uh, I'm having a great time from Seattle. Yep. How are you guys feeling about the match tomorrow? We're feeling confident. I know it's going to be a big game replay of uh, the last final, but I'm really looking for an exciting and, and uh, well-played match. <laughs> Got to win, right? Well, have a good night, guys. It is going to be a very big day tomorrow. Cali coverage gets underway from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard oh, Time. Okay. <laughs> Looks like a great atmosphere though. I'm quite jealous that I'm not there actually. I've got to be completely honest with you. Let's look ahead to some of the games tomorrow then. We'll talk a little bit more about USA versus Netherlands because this is a repeat of the 2019 World Cup final. And it's not something we see very often. Two top teams, two finalists meet this early in a competition. It's going to be a real treat, isn't it? It feels like not long ago we were just watching them in the final. <laughs> but I, I think uh, the Netherlands will be looking for revenge. I thought the US, both teams, got their, their first round games off to a, a great start and they'll be looking to continue that momentum in this next match. Both teams have started super strong and going to this match and it's a rematch of, of, the, of the last final and again, like you just spoke about, Ash, I think the, the Netherlands will be looking for revenge and I'm really loving the way that they set up in, in this uh, tournament with the three at the back and the way they build up and, and I think they're going to get one over the US tomorrow. Ooh. That's, a, that's quite a bold prediction. We're going to do some bold predictions later. So interesting you've gone early there. It does feel like maybe the Netherlands are going under the radar a little bit in comparison to the USA. You, you can say that, but it's, it's really um, interesting the way European football is now starting to really get, get up there and the way these girls are all playing in Europe. And you see the US girls now, especially Lindsay Horan, she's now decided to stay at, mm. at Lyon and not go back to the NWSL, which is huge for Americans not to go back home and play. And, and I think as, as this goes on, we'll start to see a lot more of this happening. OK, the other two teams in that group that are facing off tomorrow are Portugal and Vietnam looking for their first wins of the World Cup. Ash, it's a tough group for them to be drawn into, isn't it, really? Let's be honest, USA and the Netherlands, as we've been saying, are so strong. But whoever wins this can at least give themselves a kind of chance. You'd feel a little bit hard done by seeing your name pulled out with those two nations beforehand. But, you know, opportunity tomorrow or 
the t today for uh, Portugal and Vietnam to both get their first World Cup goals ever. So I think this is a really exciting for opportunity for them. They'll be looking to try and get some points for the, from this game. Both teams would think that they're capable of doing that. I've been super impressed by Portugal, to be honest. I've, I thought they came out and they've tried to play football. They're, they've got that, that bit of suaveness about them. And, you know, uh, Jess De Silva, I think, is, is fantastic. And it's going to be a really good match and it's going to be a really good hit out, I think. Told you we were going to do bold predictions. You decided to go early, Kath. Sorry. It's time for a Hyundai. Bold <laughs> predictions for tomorrow is your bold prediction. The Netherlands to beat the USA? It is. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to go for the Netherlands to beat the USA. I'm just so happy that I'm not in tomorrow morning because I don't want Jess to know that I'm picking the Netherlands. Yeah, you wouldn't be saying that if she was sitting next to you. No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is 3-1 to Portugal over Vietnam. I think both teams are going to get their first goals. They're both get, Their fans are going to go nuts. But I think Portugal are going to be a little bit too strong for Vietnam. It'll be an exciting game nonetheless. I noticed none of you have gone for the other game that's taking place tomorrow. You're both a little bit scared to predict what's going to happen in the Matildas game? I'm just staying away from it at the moment. You know, <laughs> I'm nervous enough without adding my own, you know, predictions into the mix. Let's not, let's not talk about it, I, I guess. It's just let it happen tomorrow and let's see, let's see where the game goes. Unfortunately, it doesn't make the best TV. We do need to talk about it a oh. little bit more. <laughs> Um, so what do you want to see from the Matildas? It's been a difficult week with the news, but we saw them bounce back from the Sam Kerr news at last minute and show personality and grit to get over the line against Republic of Ireland. They're going to need that again. Of course they are. They're going to have to um, band together tomorrow. And it's super important that every girl that takes a pitch and every player that's on the team list tomorrow knows their jobs, knows their roles, knows their responsibility. And I think we're, we're in a really good place. I think we've got plenty of players that can come off the bench and do a job. And, you know, generally in past World Cups, you'd be saying we don't really have the depth. But, you know, we've lost Sam Kerr. We've now lost in Mary Fowler. But there are players there that can step in and, and they can, you know, step up to the plate. I think the thing that's giving me confidence is our defensive players are all the same. You know, you have consistency going through the field and then we just let our attackers do their thing. OK, well, the best of luck to the Matildas tomorrow. That's game three of three tomorrow. Make sure you join the Daily Kickoff team from eight to get you ahead of all of the action that's taking place. Thank you once again for watching us here on Sport. See you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.